this evening, Matthew chapter number 7 uh, and verse number 24. We'll start reading there, Matthew 7 and verse number 24. Uh, and, and we are looking tonight at the foundation uh, stage of home building, the foundation uh, stage of building a home, uh, whatever that home uh, consists of. If that, if that is a single individual living in that home, um, and you're, you're, you're all alone in a sense, you have no children or no spouse, that's still a home. Uh, you, could, you can have a godly home if you're a single lady, a single male, if you're a young person, um, you're the only one in the, in, the, in the home that's a Christian, you can at least do your part. Um, maybe a husband, a wife raising kids, maybe a mother raising kids, uh, maybe a father raising children and um, and alone, uh, you you can have a home. It may not be exactly what you would want it to be. We know what the uh, we know what the uh, the the Bible layout is: uh, a husband, a wife, and children. Uh, but sometimes people can't have children. It don't mean they don't have a home. Uh, sometimes people go through divorce. Whether uh, that's right or not, we know that divorce is not the uh, normally the best option. There are. Uh, times in the Word of God where God gives leeway and leniency there. Uh, but normally it's not the best option, but sometimes it's the option that's taken. And so there you have uh, a home uh, and divorce is separated. Sometimes, unfortunately, death separates. It. Um, and, and, and so what you have left is not ideal, but you can do the best you can with what you have left. And how many of you are glad tonight, real good, at working uh, in the middle of, of our mess that was made by us or made by someone else and, and poured on us. Uh, God, God can work through that. Uh, I believe that. If I didn't believe that tonight, I'm closing my Bible, I'm going to the house, I'm gonna go sell cars or, 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 or nothing against selling cars or I'm gonna go build a house or I'm gonna, I'm gonna go uh, paint or, well, I'm not gonna go paint because that's, that's miserable work, but I'm, I'll find something to do uh, if, if I didn't believe that God could, could take a mess and make it right. If, if I didn't believe that God could take uh, trouble and fix it and get glory out of it. Uh, and then turn around and look at the devil and say, you tried to destroy it, look what I did. Not me, but look uh, as God. God can turn around to the devil and say, look at the mess you tried to make and the mess you did make, but look what I did. Uh, thank God tonight. Uh, he, he can give you the kind of home that you want. He can, I, he can make it right. Uh, and and And... And, and let me say this, and you don't have to, uh, you don't have to take this uh, tonight. Uh, maybe, may, and maybe there's some single, whether divorce or death has robbed you of, of a significant other in your life. Maybe you're a lady, maybe you're a man. Um, and, and God has contented you with staying single, then that's all right. There's nothing wrong. You're not an incomplete person. If God has contented you with staying single, uh, if you can do that and be holy, if you can do that and be right, if you can do that and honor God, uh, that's not a bad thing uh, per se. If you can do that and keep your mind and your heart clean, uh, if God has contented you with that, that's all right. Be content with that. Uh, however, don't run away from that just because somebody else in your life was terrible 
they're not all terrible. And God can send you a right kind of man. God can send you the right kind of woman uh, that can benefit you and bless you and help you. Uh, don't, don't run away from the possibility of, of, uh, uh, of, of, of the fear of another death or the fear of uh, divorce or, or all of that. Uh, you can do it right. Uh, and God can send the right kind of person uh, in your life. Uh, and so I, I don't know why I felt inclined to say that tonight, but it's the truth, uh, and I've watched him do it. Uh, and, and so uh, what, what, sometimes we, uh, sometimes we, uh, we miss out on what God's got because we're afraid because of what has been. But it don't always have to be that way. Uh, we're, we're looking tonight at the priority uh, of a foundation and the foundation stage. We had the, the first stage, that's the preliminary, that's developing plans, demolishing the parcel, uh, determining the prints. We went through all of that, what we want our house to look like. Uh, then uh, uh, now we've began the, the foundation stage, that's where, where, that's where blocks and concrete begin to go, gr uh, go into the ground, uh, something that we can build upon. Uh, then we'll look at coming up, and I share this every time, just to keep your mind uh, uh, in the direction we're going, and for the benefit of those who have not been in our class before. Uh, then, then the next stage down the road we'll look at is the framing stage, uh, then, the, uh, then the finishing stage, and then the front porch stage where we can enjoy the home God's given us. Uh, that's where we're headed to. That ought to be your goal, to have the kind of house that the husband enjoys living in but not just the husband, but the wife enjoys living in. And there's a lot of places uh, tonight uh, that no one, people are living in a house and no one wants to be there. People are living in a house and no one enjoys it. Uh, and, and that's not living. That's not, it might be normal uh, in today's society, but it's not living. You're missing out. Your children are missing out. I'm not talking about them wanting to go hang out at grandma and grandpa's. I'm talking about them trying to get out of where you're at. Uh, whether they're five or 15, they're trying to get somewhere else uh, because what they have there is intolerable. Uh, that's not living. No one, but it can be fixed. Are you hearing me tonight? It can be fixed, but you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to do the right things that fix the problem that's making it unbearable for everyone who's living there. Uh, and it can be fixed. Uh, I had, a, I had a, 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 a lady today in our church tell me, and she's in a good home. It may not have always been that way, uh, or it may not have at least been the best that it could be, but uh, it is uh, now. It's a good home, good godly Christian home. A lady in our church, and, and she was bragging uh, on her husband. And she said, uh, your class has changed our home. Uh, and it has, not, not that it's my class, but it's the Bible truth that's being taught, said it has changed my husband. Uh, and and it's, in, in doing so, it's changed our home. Uh, see, God can do that. It don't have to stay uh, like it is. If it's wrong, it can be made right. If it's messed up, it can be fixed. If it's bent, it can be, it can be bent back. If it's broken, it can be put back together. Uh, but God will have to get in the middle of it and somebody will have to do the right thing. Somebody will have to do the right thing. Uh, and if two people get involved in doing the right thing, you can have the right thing. 
so let's make it uh, a priority. Uh, that's what we looked at last week. We went to Matthew 7. I think you're there now. Uh, let's read it again. Matthew chapter 7. The Lord Jesus is talking and he is giving instruction uh, to, uh, to Israel and anyone who will listen uh, as he's talking in Matthew chapter 7 uh, and he's warning them of judgment that's coming. He's warning them of things that are on the way and uh, he, he is assuring them that if they want uh, a life worth having, he's not necessarily talking about building a Christian home. He's just talking about your soul and your salvation. Uh, it better be on the rock that is Christ. Uh, and here's what he says, Matthew chapter seven, verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Uh, and he's gonna tell us what the alternative to being a wise man that builds your house on something solid is. And the alternative is a foolish man. If you're not building, if I'm not building, my life uh, on the rock that is Christ. I am the alternative to a wise man that makes me a foolish man. Uh, and you don't have to go to Harvard or Yale uh, or, or Augusta University to be a wise man. Here's what you gotta do. Know who the rock is and build your life on the rock that is Jesus Christ, and the Bible said that you are a man with wisdom. You don't have to pay for that. You don't have to go get educated on that. You can do that if you're unlearned. There's a lot of men with wisdom, they never learn how to read or write, but they learn how to trust God and live by faith. Uh, and I'm not endorsing not reading and writing. I think you ought to, uh, in a society that we live in, you can get an education. I think you ought to get one. I think you ought to give your best to it. Uh, but you can, be, you can have all the understanding and knowledge of the world and be foolish, or you can have none of that and be wise if you know where the rock is. That's Jesus Christ. All right, uh, let's read on. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not. Uh, man, don't you want the kind of house that can endure the storms of life? To, last week we looked at the priority of a solid foundation. In weeks to come we'll look at the pressure of a solid foundation. That's these winds and rains and, and, and floods. We'll, we'll look at some of that. There, there's some winds, rains, and floods coming to your house. Uh, last night the... Uh, the storm uh, came over our house. How many of y'all got hit by that storm? I mean, it was a storm. Uh, I got a tree uh, in our yard. I, I, we were, I was sitting there in the easy chair. Uh, that's a good place to be. Um, I don't get to visit it often, but when I do, it loves me. Uh, and it lets me know. It just wraps its arms around me and tells me how much it loves me. I, I don't say it with words, but I can feel it. Uh, I can feel it in the comfort. Uh, anyways, I was sitting there. Uh, in my comfortable easy chair, and the, the winds were coming, the waves, or not the waves, but the kind of waves. I mean, uh, I walked outside after it was over, and there was about that much water in some places in my yard, and so I assumed that they made waves when the wind blew. But the winds were blowing, and the, and the rain, and, and, and the lightning, and it snapped a branch in a tree, and I heard it when it hit the ground, and I knew 
uh, and I told my family, I said, that, that tree it either just fell or part of it did. Sure enough, it did. Went out this morning and saw it, or saw it last night, and, and it had. Uh, we were sitting in the house, and, and Hudson don't like storms, uh, and he said, uh, he said I, what, what do we need to do? I said, what do you mean? He said, what, what do we need to do? I said, sit here and enjoy being inside here. Be glad that we got this uh, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, I'm not saying it can withstand everything, but it can withstand that kind of storm. Uh, God can let you build something in your marriage that can withstand some storms. God can let you build something in your young people that can withstand some storms. Uh, let's read on. Uh, For it was founded upon a rock, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Uh, in, in this text, and we, we already visited last week so we'll not do it again, uh, but we find the priority of a solid foundation. Uh, if, if, if you're going to build a house, and we're going to jump from house building in a moment to home building, if you're going to build a house, uh, you're, going to, uh, you're going to want to build it on something solid that can withstand what's coming. Because mark it down tonight, uh, it is coming. That makes a solid foundation a priority. Uh, before I put up a stick, before I put up a two-by-four, before I put up a shingle on a roof, uh, I've got to have a foundation upon which I stand. Uh, I'm afraid tonight, and, and, and this is where God's going to have to help us in the years to come if he tears his coming. I'm afraid tonight that in 2023, very few people have any resemblance of what a godly foundation looks like in a Christian home. Even people who've come up in church, they don't know what it's supposed to be like. And the only thing that they can mirror what they've got off of is what they come up from. I was, uh, I was listening to a, uh, a preacher uh, that I listen to sometimes um, and, and he made the statement, uh, he, he made the statement that said, when I was a young man, and I shared this with the men on the camping trip, the men's camping trip this, this uh, weekend, uh, he said, when I was a young man, he said, uh, I had just started pastoring and he said, I was invited to a meeting. He said, I went to this meeting and when I got there, he said, uh, it was just a church meeting, uh, and he said, but the, the church was so strong. He said, the men were, were godly and sincere and strong men. Uh, that's rare in today's society. Uh, most men are cowardly now. Most men are fearful now. Most men are sensitive now. Most men are effeminate now. Y'all can amen. Uh, I'll, I'll preach it whether you do or not, but it's the truth. They're afraid of their wives, they're afraid of society. Uh, and they're not man enough to stand up and actually be a man. And what they think being a man is, is yelling and punching and kicking and cussing. And that's not a man. Being a man is getting up the same time every day, putting your working britches on, and going to the job that you don't like or you do like, but you do it because you have responsibility. And if it don't suit your fancy today, you get up and you do it anyhow. Because there's somebody depending on you. 
being a man is on Sunday when you'd rather sleep in, you get your whole family up and say, we're going to the house of God and mom don't have to wake you up. Uh, and, 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 and I say that, my wife sometimes wakes up earlier than me. She's like, you better get up, we're going to church. But she ain't waking me up because I'm trying to not go to church. Uh, being a man is, is we're, we're going to the house of God because it is preeminent, it is premier, it is important in your life. It is a priority. We're gonna do it. And we're not gonna lay on the couch while the wife takes the kids to church and congratulate her for doing that, but while we sit at the house and drink or lay around and do whatever, uh, being a man, there's very few of them left. And so this, this, this preacher said, I went to this church and he said, I, I noticed in this church all these strong men, which led to strong ladies and families and children. And, and which led to a strong church. And he said, I was just uh, enthralled by that. He said, I went to the preacher. He said, where did you get all of these? He said, you need to tell me how you find these kinds of people because where I'm pastoring, we don't have these kinds of people. All of our folks are train wrecks uh, that are descended from train wrecks and I, I need to know where you found these people in your community that they're out there in the community and we need to figure out how to market in such a way we can get them to come to our place. And the preacher said, you don't find them. You develop them. You, the church don't find them kind of people because they very rarely exist. The church is here to build them kind of people. That's what this is about tonight. That's what, what we do is about. That's what the Christian school is about because 20 years down the road, somebody's gonna have gone through the whole thing and come up and, 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 and not just 20 years down the road, but throughout the years and, and they're going to be built upon a foundation that can be stood on. You don't find that, you, you develop that. God develops that in your life and he can do it for you and he can do it for your children. Um, we, we, we don't have a whole lot of folks with a solid foundation, but let's go ahead and decide tonight that it is a priority. And so we want this to be right. If it's not been right before, let's make it right now. Uh, and if we're gonna make it right now, let's do what we need to do to make it right. Uh, and, and in doing so, we, we have at least acknowledged the priority of a solid foundation. Uh, tonight, I, I want to look at the pattern of a solid foundation, the pattern. Um, I, in, in days to come, we'll look at the, uh, the, uh, the product of a solid foundation. And, and I, I wrote out, when I, when I wrote that down, I wrote it out beside that, that's quality. I cannot ensure that my kids are going to love Jesus and they're going to want to live for God, but I can ensure that they have a foundation that promotes that. And when they get out there, whatever they decide to build upon, that will be up, up to them and God. Uh, but I can make sure that they have a quality foundation to fall back on. Um, the, 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 the product, and then uh, in days to come, we'll look at the pressure of a solid foundation. But let's tonight, let's look for just a minute at the pattern uh, of a solid foundation. Uh, what, what is it that we build upon? How do we ensure a solid foundation? Uh, tonight I want to look at Christ uh, as the cornerstone to a happy 
and hold. Let me give you some verses tonight. I want you to get them. I want you to hear them. Uh, I want you to receive them. Uh, and, and, and I want you to, uh, I want you to take them home with you. Uh, I, I'll read them to you. I, I need to get the rest of this typed up. Now I'm reading my chicken scratch. I had most of it typed and I've changed things around and so now I'm, I'm just, uh, that's why you don't have a copy of it because I don't have a copy of it. This is what I've got. Uh, I'll get it typed up and, and when I do, you can get copies of it too. Uh, Psalm 118, 22. Uh, here's what the Bible said. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. That is a Old Testament prophecy uh, uh, to Israel that they have refused Christ as the headstone, the cornerstone, uh, and, and because of that, he has made his church, he has built a church, uh, and he's the cornerstone and the headstone of that church. Uh, Isaiah 28, 16, Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, he that believeth shall not make haste. Uh, when we get to the New Testament, uh, Mark's gospel, here's what Mark's gospel says. Uh, and I'm talking about, the, the, the Bible said Psalm 118, uh, he's the stone, talking of Jesus, which the builders refused, uh, is become the headstone of the corner. Uh, Isaiah 28 said that he's a, uh, 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 behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. The Bible said about Jesus that he is a tried stone, a precious stone, and a sure foundation. Mark uh, quotes Isaiah 28. So does Matthew, so does Luke, so does uh, the book of Acts, uh, and so does the book of 1 Peter. It quotes Isaiah 28, uh, and here's what Mark's gospel said, though, Mark chapter 12, verse 10. And ye have not read, uh, and have you not read the scripture, the stone which the builders rejected is become the head of the corner. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints uh, and of the household of God, he goes on, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. Uh, in Matthew's gospel, we just read chapter seven, Jesus is the rock. Old Testament prophecy He's the cornerstone. He's the, he's the head stone. He's a tried stone, a precious stone. Uh, in, in, uh, in Ephesians chapter two, uh, verse 19, 20, and 21, he is the chief cornerstone. And he is that of the church. Uh, the reason why the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church is because it has a precious chief cornerstone upon which it was built. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me ask you a question. If Jesus is the foundation of my salvation, if Jesus is the foundation of the church, then don't you think Jesus ought to be the foundation of my home? And so that leads me to this question. Is Christ 
the foundation of your home. Um, I, I, I want to talk to you for a minute tonight about this chief cornerstone, and, and I want to illustrate it. Uh, I need to find uh, something square. I need to find a, I'll, I'll use this, uh, this, this tissue box tonight uh, to illustrate it. Uh, I, I did not realize this. Maybe I should have, but I, I didn't. Um, uh, when, when, when I was studying the chief cornerstone, uh, the, 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 the significance of that. Uh, last year when I was in Albania, we, um, I, don't, I don't remember if any of y'all were with me last year uh, or not. I, I know it was my brother Caleb that went over there with me the last trip in December. Uh, last December when I was over there, uh, Brother Aaron uh, Wilson said, do you, do you want to go uh, to, to Greece and go to some of these Bible cities? I said, absolutely. We only had one day left in Saran and we were flying out. Uh, and so uh, we, we got up early one morning, about 4 o'clock, and, and we drove all the way uh, over into Greece, which is not that far, but where we went uh, was about seven hours away. We went all the way uh, to uh, Philippi, uh, and 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 went to uh, where 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 uh, Philippi, the city of Philippi, was where Paul was in prison in in in, in uh, 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 with the Philippian jailer. Uh, anyways, we uh, we went there. We came back to Thessalonica. We went to Berea uh, on our way back. We spent the night in Thessalonica. Got up the next morning and drove to the airport. Uh, it was wide open. Uh, but while we were there in Philippi. Uh, we, we, we toured the ancient city. We st- we, you could still go to where the prison was. The walls were torn down, but the floor was still there. The foundation was there. Uh, in that city of Philippi, which was once a bustling city, I mean, it was moving and, and, and full of life and people. Uh, all the foundations are still there in the downtown district of that city. The walls have crumbled down, of course, over the centuries and centuries, but the building uh, blocks were still there. One thing that I noticed in most of those areas uh, is, is those, uh, those foundational blocks. As I studied this, I, I, I realized that uh, Jesus being called the chief cornerstone, uh, that is the first stone that's set. Uh, that, that, that is the stone that has to be right. Uh, because every stone that comes uh, off of that will be, will be uh, lined up to that stone. And so Jesus is the chief cornerstone. That means if you build your home on Jesus, no matter how deep you go, it'll be right. It don't matter how high you go. The next block is directed by the first block. It'll be right. It don't matter how Wide you go. Every block after this one is directed and determined by this one. It don't matter the distance. The distance or the direction of the home is determined by the chief cornerstone. And so when you build a house, if you get this one right, if you get this one right, then you've got a point of reference for the next one and the next one, and then the one that goes on top of it that goes up, and the one that goes beside it that goes out. Are you seeing my illustration tonight? Here's what, here's what our problem is. We've thrown the direction away. 
We've thrown uh, the, uh, the, the uh, advice away. We've thrown the, uh, the pattern aside. And what we have built upon is how my daddy did it. Well, what if your dad was wrong? Here, what we built upon was how my mom did it. What if your, mom, what if your mother was wrong? We built upon what was done to us. Well, this is the only life I know. Well, that's why Jesus came to set the captives free. That's why Jesus came to change your life so he could plant something in your life that you could direct the rest of your life off of. That's why, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Jesus plants himself right in the middle of your life and says, now you have direction. Now you have uh, a decision. Now you have something to consult with to make it right. Why, why does the preacher harp on us? Y'all come back on Sunday night. Come back on Wednesday night. Why, why does he do that? Is it because he wants a full church? Well, of course he wants that. Is it because he wants to be here? Absolutely. It's no fun teaching to the pews. But that's not the major reason. The major reason is, is because you are telling. When Christ is not the premier cornerstone of your life, that everything outside of that is offline and out of line. Uh... If Christ, is not, if Christ is not the cornerstone of your salvation, you don't have a stone to stand upon. And if Christ is not the cornerstone of your home, what is it that you're building on? Good possibility, it's sand. And there's a storm coming one day. And when that storm shows up, it's going to blow you off of the sand that you're standing on into destruction. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. And if Christ is in the place in your life that he ought to be, that he deserves to be, the priority, then you can begin to build everything else off of that. You can begin to, you can begin to add uh, other uh, stones uh, in, in whatever direction you're going. And if they're out of line, you know you've got this one right. Let's make this look like this. Uh, no wonder, no wonder we're in a mess tonight. They, they've been telling our kids for 60 years that they come from a monkey, that come from a big bang. They just removed this. No wonder tonight we're in a mess. Even kids who've got, the, uh, our parents who've put their kids in Christian schools turn their children over to a cell phone with the world wide web at their fingertips that tells them all day long that everything that they learned in school is, is, is wrong uh, and they teach them something contrary to the word of God. It is my job as a husband, it is my job as a father to keep Christ as the central focal point of our home that everything that we build off of starts there. And it's not my wife's job. It's her job to be a helpmate. She's supposed to help me do that. But she's not the one supposed to do it. Now, we can't find those kinds of men, so we can't find those kinds of families, so we can't find those kinds of homes, but we sure can develop them if we believe the Bible. 
It's going to take some men to build a home. And you know what I have found? Most women wish they had one. And if they got one, they're grateful they got one. And most women, if you get them and you talk to them and, and they say, I, I wish that he would take the lead. Sometimes they're lying. Sometimes they like the control that's been given to them. Go ahead and take it anyhow. Well, she'll be mad at me. Then let her be mad for six months. Why are you so scared of her being mad at you? You, 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 you gave her the lead for the last 20 years because you was afraid to take it. Now, God's working in your life. Go ahead and take it. And if it makes her mad, it'll be all right. You're going to make her mad anyways. Uh, with Christ as the chief cornerstone, I have, I have something to consult. I can constantly mirror my life off of the Word of God, which, by the way, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the Word of God and, and Christ, hand in hand, one. I, I have something to mirror my life. I have something to consult with. Are you hearing me? Not only do I have something to consult with, but when I get off track, I have the ability to correct. I can see... I am not in line with Christ. And if this home is going to work, then I, I am going to have to get in line with Christ. And when I learn that I cannot, the old songwriter said, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Do you know what he was saying? Lord, I've been looking at you and I get off track and off line often. And if I'm going to build anything worth living in, I'm going to have to consult with you and correct what I mess up and bring it back to where you want it. Um, Christ is the chief cornerstone. Let me ask you a question tonight. Is Christ the chief cornerstone? Why do you do what you do? The decisions that are in your home, why, why do you discipline your children the way you do? You got Bible for that? Well, we, we, we put ours in the in the corner. Okay, and, and, and where did you get that and what's that doing for you? There, there's, a, there's a Bible standard and, and, and no, one, no one likes it anymore because they think it's outdated, but there's a Bible standard. You, 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 think, you think you can do this? Are y'all hearing me tonight? You think you can do this better than what the Word of God laid out for you? Uh... Well, uh, why, why, why do you uh, have the beliefs that you have? Well, that's what my dad did, and he did a pretty good job, but he could have been wrong, or he could have been half right and half wrong. But what, what, what about if we get somebody better to mirror ourselves off of our father? Because my daddy got a lot right. Man, he did. But he got some things wrong, too. Last night, I went into the living room, and we'd been on this camping trip with our, my boys, me and the boys and a bunch of the men here in the church, and we'd, I went into the living room last night, and I said, boys, let me talk to y'all. I said, uh, and, and my wife was in the bedroom, and I said, uh, I, I, sometimes I'm rough with y'all. They stuff I should, not, not vulgar or bad things, but just sometimes you're demeaning and don't mean to be. 
Hudson I'd got on to him that night about something and I, and I did it in a way that, that was not Christ-like. Uh, Levi, earlier that day, I, he had just got all over me, just made me ill like 15-year-olds can do. They know how, don't they? I mean, they got this special talent. God has gifted them uh, and they don't know how to direct the gift and so the parents just, they got special talents. Uh, and they got a look, and, and you just know that look, and it's just in your mind you think, I'm going to smack the look off your face. That's not right, but that's what you think. Uh, it ain't their face that needs the smacking anyhow. God didn't make the face for smacking. But God gave them a place to smack. Anyways, and most of the problem with us is we'd like to smack their face and we ain't ever smack their backside. I went in the living room and I said, boys, y'all listen to me. Sometimes with my words, I tear y'all down. Sometimes with my words, I demean y'all. But I want y'all to look at your father and I want you to know that I couldn't be more proud of the two boys that God's given me. Y'all are good young men and I love y'all and I'm proud of y'all. And I said, even daddies have to get things right. And even daddies have to apologize. And I want y'all to know, if y'all don't learn anything else from me, I want you to know that my daddy was never too big that he couldn't tell me he was sorry. And they both said, yes, sir. Hugged me. And what I'm trying to tell you is I didn't get that from Dr. Phil. He might teach it. If he does, he's right. I, I didn't get that from a self-help help book. I got that because I know how Jesus treats me. Of course, he's never had to apologize because he's never been wrong. If at your home, you'd make Jesus the chief cornerstone. You'd have everything in laying the foundation wise in the right direction that it needs to be in. Well, what's, what's going to happen tomorrow? It don't matter. Tomorrow will take care of itself. You just make sure Jesus is in the right place in your home. Are y'all hearing me? Am I boring you to death? Let's look tonight at, at, some, at some building material for a moment. Jesus is the chief cornerstone. I'm building a foundation. I want my kids to grow up and have something to stand on. I want my kids to grow up and know that dad loves mom more than anybody else in this world. And if your kids don't know that you love their mother more than you love anybody else in this world, you are robbing your children of confidence and joy and peace and godly contentment. I'm going to run that by you again. If you are a man and you are married and you have children and your children do not believe that you love their mother more than anybody else in the, more than your mother, more than them in a different way. You said, I could never love my, my wife more than I love my kids. Then that's what's wrong. You got this thing out of order. You're not even loving your kids right because you're not loving the woman who brought them into the world right. I didn't say I do to my kids. I said I do to my wife. God gave me her before he gave me them and God gave us them together. We're one. And if you're saying... 
I put everything else before her, then she's not one with you because you ain't putting anything else before you. Not when the rubber meets the road. If you've got her in the right place in your home, then your kids grow up with confidence knowing when they hear homes falling apart, when they hear families separate, when they hear, they think, how, how could that be? My dad loves my mom so much. And mom returns that and reciprocates that. And, 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 and because of that, we have now given a child a, a solid place to land, a solid foundation. You know how you get that right? Jesus has got to be the chief cornerstone. Until Jesus is the chief cornerstone, you're always going to love you more. And, you'll, and, and you're always going to be self-centered and selfish. But when Jesus is the chief cornerstone and we realize that he thought it not robber to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant, then we realize Jesus is a servant. I'm supposed to look like Jesus and I need to serve my wife. And she's doing the same thing, trying to look like Jesus and, and the Holy Ghost is talking to her through the Holy Scriptures and saying, look at Jesus. And she said, I need to serve my husband. You got two people that love one another and are serving one another and you got a child who's growing up in a world with peace and that, I mean, it may be storming outside but they're living in a home with a solid foundation. You know what most kids are doing? Raising herself. Because daddy loves daddy more than he loves anybody and he wants to go play with the boys and run up and down the road like he's 13. He ain't 13. You're a grown man. I want y'all to hear me tonight. This is going on in church. He wants to go run and mom is mad and bitter and she's glad about it because she likes having something to hold over him and neither one of, but oh God help us if we'd put him first. You say, well what if he don't, what if he don't follow God then you follow the Lord. Or sir, you say, what if she don't respond to that then you do it. You do it. And give your kids something to stand on. Give your, give your children a fighting chance in this world because they grew up in a home that was solid. Build up your spouse. I'll tell you what would fix a lot of stuff. If, if moms and dads, you got grown kids, I want you to hear me tonight. If you got grown children, the next time they call and say, I just want to talk to you about this woman I married. Or I just want to talk to you about this man I married. You say, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to God on your behalf, but I don't want to hear no more of it. You go talk to God. Well, I want them to be able to come to me. They don't need to come to you. Oh, by the way, that one you raised probably ain't no better than the one they're married to. It's quiet in here now. It's right and you know it's right. And what both of them need and what both of you need and what we need and what all of us need is for Jesus to be the cornerstone. If Jesus Christ is not the cornerstone at the Williams household, we are in trouble when the storm comes because I can't build anything that's not built upon him. Now, 
we can add some building material. Jesus is the cornerstone. Now I can bring, let's, let's, let's just think of some things in the Bible that you can build upon. Uh, what, what about 1 Corinthians 13? Uh, and now abideth faith, hope, and charity. The greatest of these is charity. All right, which is love. Jesus is the cornerstone. Now I can add to my foundation because of him, faith. Faith. Hope. Charity or love. That's stuff you can build on. How many homes are not built on faith? You say, what do you mean? Everybody's a person of faith. You remember 2020 when everybody put their cross up and said faith over fear? Everybody, people don't go to church, but they're people of faith. I, I, I know folks haven't been to church in 20 years and they put a faith over fear cross up in their front yard. And I'm not against it. You can put 10 of them up there if you want to. It don't bother me. It don't bother me. Uh, but, but I don't know moves your faith. How about a faith that gets you up and takes you to church? How about a faith that gives you a Bible? How about a faith that makes you love sinners? How about a faith that makes you submit your will to God's will? Uh, that, that, that word faith is a conviction of the truth respecting man's relationship to God or regarding man's. It is a conviction in a truth about God. That's faith. All right, Jesus is the cornerstone. I'm going to build upon that. Given me. I'm going to add faith to that. That's me believing Jesus is the cornerstone. And everything I do is going to, I'm going to be honest because I believe it's right. I'm going to have character because I believe it's right. I'm going to do right when no one's watching because I believe it's right. That's called faith. I'm going to give my wife somebody to trust in because she's watched me be real. And she's going to give me somebody to trust in because she's watched, or I've watched her be real. Faith. Hope. Uh, that, that is um, a joyful and confident expectation. That's where we get Romans 8, 28. And we know all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. That we know, even though it's hard, even though it's difficult, even though it don't make sense, with Jesus as the cornerstone of our home, when this whole thing's said and done, it's going to work together for good. Charity. It's love. And it isn't this kind of little sloppy love that everybody falls in and out of. We're just so in love. And then two weeks later, I just don't love her anymore. Grow up. What's wrong with you? What makes you think this is about how you feel? Well, I just don't love him anymore. Who asked you? Did you make a marriage contract? Did you make a vow before God? You don't have a choice in the matter. It ain't about your feelings. I'm not talking about in issues of adultery or abuse. I'm talking about in issues of feeling. It's not about, love is not about your feeling. If it was, God wouldn't love any of us. Love's a choice. For God so loved the world. You name one good thing the world ever did for God. Name one.
For God so loved the world, that same world that denied him, that same world that spit in his face, put him on a cross, that same world that, that denied he's the creator and still does, that same world that they had nothing in their world except a little garden and God and chose the one fruit in the garden that they could not have over all the fruit in the garden that God gave them. Do you ever think about all they actually had? It was the one fruit that they couldn't have, that was the only fruit that they saw and they left all the fruit that they could have just to get the one that they couldn't. And said, God, I'll choose you, or I'll choose this one fruit I can't have over you and all the stuff you've given me in this garden. You might want to look around. You might have a whole lot more in your garden than you realize you do tonight. That same world, for God so loved the world, that chose one thing of fruit that he said you couldn't have over all that he made for you to enjoy in his fellowship with you day after day in the cool of the evening, cool of the day. That world, you think that's based off of a feeling? No, that's, that's, that's God love. That's the kind of love that makes a decision, I'm gonna do this whether I feel like it or not. That's the kind of love that help you be a parent because there's gonna be days you feel like kicking them and you gotta love them. There's gonna be days you feel like, this ain't working out. I'm trading these in for a newer model. Wouldn't you like to trade every now and then? Just one of them real good, smelly good models. Them babies, they smell baby powder and stuff like that. It just, you know, I'm gonna trade you in. You're about 12, 13, you, you know, starting to stink anyway. We'll trade you in for a new baby model. I'm teasing. My daddy said, son, when you was a baby, I could have just ate you up. When you got older, I wish I had them. <laughs> that is good, ain't it? That's some, of that, that's some of that Tennessee folklore right there. <laughs> uh, but no, you, instead you keep on doing right. It's called love. I'm going to choose to love you even though you don't give me much reason to. I'm going to choose to do right with you even though I don't feel like it. That's, that's love. That's why God loves me. Oh, it was a good day in my life when I realized that I've never done anything to earn it. I've never done anything to merit it. I've never done anything to make him look and say, boy, I sure did luck up when I got Josh Williams. No, the truth of the matter is, is he chose to love me in spite of me. And if I'm going to love my wife and she makes it real easy, she really does, I'm not just saying that, but there's going to be some days where it'll be in spite of her and the, the favor can be returned. If she's going to love me, there'll be days in spite of me. And if I'm going to love them two boys, there'll be days in spite of them that I'm going to choose to love them. And you know how we learn that? Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. We know what love looks like. Looks like. We know what hope looks like. You can add anything else in there you want to. Joy, peace, righteousness, long-suffering, forgiveness. You know why we know how to live and what it's like? It's because Jesus is the chief cornerstone. He'll keep your forgiveness. 
He'll keep your love right. He'll keep your faith right. He'll keep your hope right. He'll, he'll keep your, uh, your, your grace right. He'll keep your joy right, your patience right, your forbearance right, your honesty right, your integrity right, your character right. And everybody living in that house can say, we've been through some times that were hard. We've walked down into some valleys, but we always knew Jesus was the head of our home. And that home ain't going down that Jesus resides as the head of. That's why the gates of hell can come against the church and shall not prevail because Jesus is the head of the church. Let, let me close out with this Bible illustration. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. You can turn there if you want or not. I'll be done. Paul writes to the church at Corinth and he's telling them about the judgment seat of Christ that's coming. It's not the great white throne judgments that's coming. Uh, judgment. judgment is that judgment for those who are lost. One of these days they're going to stand before God and they're not going to be judged on their sin. Their sins have already been dealt with on the cross. They're going to be judged for what they did with the Son of God. And they're going to pay the penalty of their sin that Jesus has already dealt with. That judgment seat is going to have to be based on what you do with the Son. If you rejected him down here, you're going to hear him say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. It's because when he came to you, you would not receive him, you rejected him. That's the great white throne judgment. How many of you are glad tonight? We're, I'm saved, I hope you're saved. I'm not going to be there, that one. But there is another judgment, Paul warns the church at Corinth about that. That is the judgment seat of Christ. That is, not the, that is not the great white throne judgment. Our, our, it's not going to be our sin in question. It's going to be our, our, our works, our life, what we did and why we did it be in question. That's where God's going to take what we've done. Those of us that are saved, you're, you're already in heaven at this point. And we're heading for that judgment where God's going to take what we've done and what we've built. And he's going to look at what we built. And it's not going to be how big was your family or how... How big was your empire? How wealthy was your home? Or, or none of that. But, but what did you do for me? And what we did in the flesh for self is going to be wood, hay, and stubble. And he'll throw it in the fire of judgment and it'll be burned up. And God will say, enter in. You're mine. But I gave you a whole life to live. And the only thing you did was build with fleshly things. And now it's all gone. I mean, you're not going to heaven, you're already there. But I don't want to stand before God as a Christian one day at the judgment seat and God say, you lived your whole life for you, you were selfish. Yeah, you were saved, yes, you're here. Thank God you were saved, but you lived your whole life for you and you never built anything that mattered. But those who live by faith, those who have walked by faith, those who have lived sacrificially and servantly and honored God with their life. He's going to throw their works in the fire of judgment and it's not going to be burned as wood, hay, and stubble, but it's going to come forth as gold and silver and precious stone. You see, you throw wood in a fire, it burns it. You throw a jewel in the fire and, and, and it purifies it. 
That which was done in the flesh is wood, hay, and stubble. It burns up. That which is done by faith is gold, silver, and precious stone. It magnifies and glorifies and purifies. And one of these days, a bunch of us mom and daddy is going to stand before God and he's going to say, I gave you kids and I gave you a home and I gave you a marriage. And yeah, you're mine, you're saved, you're going to heaven, but you didn't leave anything for anybody foundational-wise. And everything is burned up in the fire. I want to stand before him. And I don't know that I have earned anything. I don't know. I hope. I've tried. But God said, you gave a home to two boys. and You let me be the center. You honored me when it was easy and you honored me when it was hard. You gave your tithe when you had it and you gave it out of the abundance, but you gave it when you didn't have money to buy groceries the next week. But you wanted your boys to know that we're going to do right by God before we do right by ourselves. I promise you I've been there, but I've never seen a time that God didn't honor it. Them kids need to know my dad's serious about it. We don't tithe when we're, when we're overloaded with income. We don't go to church when we feel like it. We go to church when we feel like it and we go to church when we don't feel like it. We give God what's his when we got money and we give God what's his when we don't have That Christian school is, is not a, it's not an option. Church is not an option. The things of God are not an option. We're going to do it if it costs us everything we got. We're going to love, we're going to love one another on the worst days. We're going to do what we do because it's right. Because I want you to have something that you can stand on. And if you've made a mess of it, Get on an altar tonight, go home, make an altar, tell God I'm wrong and I've been wrong and I've done it wrong, but by this point on, if you'll help me, I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna put you first. And if it kills me, I'm gonna serve you. If it kills me, I'm gonna live for you and I wanna do it to the glory of God with all I got. The pattern of a solid foundation, you better have you a chief cornerstone that everything built off of and around if not you're just buying your time before destruction comes because we'll look at it next week it's coming for your foundation wind, rain Lord Jesus thank you tonight I've, I've gone over but thank you for giving me liberty and helping me Lord you're so good to us help me now heed my own preaching Lord, that's the hard part. Preaching it's not hard. Heeding to it and doing it, that's the hard part. Lord, you've blessed it, and I thank you for it. Help our homes develop godly, faithful, strong, sincere Christian homes that mean what they say and say what they mean. Lord, help us. I'm thinking when Paul said, when I was a child, I... I spake as a child, I understood as a child. When I become a man, I put away childish things. There was a time when maybe it was about me, but it, that's not anymore, it should not be. It's time to put away childish things. Stand on the foundation that's Christ and build upon that. 
Lord, I'm, 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 I'm to be raising boys. You give me two of them, I'm to make men out of them. Men that are tough, men that have grit, men that are strong, men that have a backbone, and men that are filled with God and filled with love and grace and joy. Men that can stand toe-to-toe with anyone, but men that can bow before God. Lord, there's a lot of men that'll stand toe-to-toe with men, but they won't bow before God. Lord, we need men that'll stand toe-to-toe with anyone to stand for what's right, but they have no problem bowing before God with reverence and respect and joy and worship. Saying, I'm sorry, I love you, God bless, forgive me, God help us tonight, please. Build that, develop that. You, I've already watched you do it, and I'm, I'm watching you do it. Lord, if there's some here tonight, they've not yet, yet entered into the goodness of God in their life. Maybe they're saved, but they've not surrendered their life to you. Lord, may tonight be the night. Maybe they're lost. May tonight be the night they get saved. May tonight be the night they make their mind up. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Thank you tonight, in Jesus' name, amen.